Hello, I'm Alex. I'm a journalist. Time's 11 o'clock. Here's the latest with Alex Regan. With more, here's BBC Radio Sheffield's Alex Regan. With more details, here's BBC Radio Leicester's Alex Regan. A wannabe stand-up. Hello, my name's Alex Regan. As you can hear from my voice, I'm a tosser. Both, uh... <laughs> and lifelong fat man. Babe, what are you eating? Just a bit in the tower. With a spoon from the jar? Yep. But I decided 2020 was the year to do something about it. I want to go from being technically obese to slightly overweight. Join me, my friends and my family on my weight loss journey that I like to call Run Fat Boy Run. Episode 1. New Year's Resolutions. The following is an extract from my diary dated Wednesday, January the 1st, 2020. Please excuse the delusions of grandeur. New Year's Eve was a washout this year. My fiancé Kel was in the bathroom vomiting before we could even open a bottle of wine. The culprit? My parents' hospitality. She's been ill since Christmas Eve. I don't know whether it was the two wine glasses of port, mum's festive samosas or dad's microwaved bacon, but Kel has been sick ever since. Midnight was spent channel hopping between Jules Holland's Hootenanny and Craig David's New Year's concert and I spent the evening devouring a whole box of milk tray to myself. But with New Year's comes resolutions. I'm currently 18 stone, eight pounds and a quarter. The same weight as a giant panda, a female tiger or a young Robbie Coltrane. Think cracker Coltrane. I want to be 15 stone before the year is out. I'm 30 in July and I want to end my 20s fitter than when I started them. Also, I want to laugh on the way and make some memories with Kel. Maybe this year, I'll actually do it. For as long as I can remember, I've always been, you know, on the larger side. I've always been bigger and I've always made jokes about it to counterbalance that. You know, I think the reason why I wanted to do stand-up comedy is because I feel like, you know, if they're laughing with you, they're not laughing at you. And people have always said to me, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're on the bigger side, but it suits you. Oh, I can't imagine you being thin. And the reason why is because I've always looked a little bit like an Alfred Hitchcock silhouette, you know, barrel-bellied, double-chinned and, you know, fat, or, as my mother would say, prosperous. Every year I've always resolved to do something about it, and I never do. I, last year... I was due to propose to my now fiancé and I said, I'm going to lose weight for then or I'm going to lose weight before we go on holiday to Capri or I'm going to lose weight before Christmas and each time I've failed. There's been a stumbling block every time and I need to find a way to counteract 29 years of good intentions but meaningless gestures. So I thought that the best way to do this was to set myself the task of doing a podcast that way I'm accountable to myself and I'm accountable to you, the listener. All three of you. That's my mum, my dad and my mum's new cat, Jem. So I'm going to have to tell you every time I go to a McDonald's drive through I'm going to have to tell you every time I get a KFC bargain bucket. So I'm going to have to tell you every time that I get pissed and I order a Domino's pizza or as me and my friend Adam call it, on wee pie. So how am I intending on doing this? Basically, I'm not a nutritionist, but I'd say that I'm a relatively intelligent person and the way that people lose weight is eating less and exercising more. 
80% of weight loss is what you put in and 20% is what you take out, which is exercise. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to eat less. And I'm just just going to try and stick to three meals a day. No more McDonald's drive throughs on my way back from work. So I'm going to eat less and exercise more. One fundamental issue is that, sure, I can eat less. That's fine. I've got that covered. But I'm a complete novice when it comes to exercise. I don't play any team sports. I think I've played one full football match in my life, and that was when I was at St Mary's Catholic School in Bishop Stortford, and I'd stunningly scored a goal from midfield, and I was known as Wonder Goal Regan. But I don't play any team sports. I don't really exercise. I spend three hours of my day in a car, and I'm gasping for air just walking up two flights of stairs when I get to the office. I'm I'm gasping for air now, just trying to complete that truncated sentence. So I'm a complete novice. I'm starting from scratch. And I've decided the best way to counteract this is to restart something that I've been trying to do for years. And that's the Couch to 5K. But what is the Couch to 5K, I hear you ask? Well, I don't actually hear you ask it because you can't respond to me. This is a pre-recorded podcast. But here's a 30-second explainer done in the style of a Second World War newsreel. Are you a social media influencer looking for the latest exercise fad? A rotund bachelor with more backrolls than unanswered Tinder messages? Or are you simply trying to run away from your problems? Well, why not try the Couch to 5K? With just three runs over nine weeks, you'll go from Rick Waller to Usain Bolt in no time. You'll be guided through your runs by disc jockey Joe Wiley, athlete Michael Johnson from America, or, if you're Northern, Geordie funny girl Sarah Millican. So why I, man, and get those First things first, here's a disclaimer. I'm going to be open with you. I have attempted to complete the Couch to 5K before. In fact, I've been trying to complete the Couch to 5K on and off since 2017. I will have six weeks of progress and then I'll slip up again. I'll have a month of trying to complete the fourth week and I can't get over running 15 minutes constantly. It has been the bane of my existence and very much something that I'm embarrassed about. It's been something that I haven't been able to complete. So despite the programme telling you it takes you only nine weeks to get to running 5k without stopping, I've been trying it for three fucking years and I haven't even got to 2k. But I'm going to give it another go. I feel like this year is the year. I'm growing up. I need to do this for myself. Now I need to decide who that voice in my head is going to be to tell me to keep going. So I mean you know the last two years or so I've been using Joe Wiley but I feel like me and Joe have hit a crossroads in our relationship. We have to go our separate ways. It's a conscious uncoupling on my part. So I need to choose someone else. Michael Johnson although an incredibly talented athlete is American so he's out. I think because I relocated to the north uh, six months ago, it's going to have to be Sarah Millican. As an honorary northerner, I feel like it's my duty to stick up for Sarah Millican, so that's who I'm going to go with. So I'm just going to stick my headphones on and, if you pardon the pun, hit the ground running. So here we go. Wish me luck. Again, you can't wish me luck. This is a pre-recorded podcast. I look absolutely insane. I'm standing in my ill-fitting gym gear on a cold January morning. My 
80-year-old neighbour, Pam, just walked out and saw me talking to the dictaphone. I might as well be talking to myself. They're probably going to send the men in white coats for me shortly. Right, I'm going to stop talking. I'm just going to put my headphones on, listen to the dulcet tones of Sarah Millican and the lightning seeds and see how it goes. Are you ready? You can do it. Three, two, one, go! You are doing so well. Keep it up. My feet hurt. My belly's poking out of my T-shirt. I'm struggling to talk and struggling to run and narrate this wimpish effort of a run. Oh, fuck. It's time to slow down now. Well done. Keep walking at a brisk pace for 90 seconds before your next run. Oh, I'm more than halfway through the run. And I'm upset. I can't talk. And I'm coming up to a hill and I can tell that she's going to tell me to start running again. Please don't tell me to start running again, Sarah. Please don't. Come on. Just let me get up this hill. OK, it's time for your next run. Are you ready for it? Go! Give it to me, give it to me. That's it, you're done. You've made a great start. Have a drink of water and maybe have a small snack, such as a banana, to help your body re-energise. See you next time. That's the first run out of the way. I am absolutely exhausted. Um, I can barely talk. I'm going to need to rethink a way of podcasting while running because I can barely catch my breath but I feel I feel good I'm sorry for swearing at you Sarah Millican I feel very bad for some of the things that I said at your pre-recorded voice while I was on that run but I got through it at times it was more a power a power walk than a run but I did it and I feel incredibly virtuous. It's uh, it's an odd way to start New Year's. Usually I would have the mother of all hangovers and praying to God that Just Eat delivered some form of cooked breakfast. But uh, I'm up and out, no hangover, and feeling better about myself. And I just need to keep this keep this up for another year. And now to shower and get in the warm because cold sweats on a crisp January morning in South Yorkshire is fresh and biting to say the least. You could cut glass with my nipples right now, not that you'd want to. (sighs) The runs might have got harder, I might have got slower, I might have needed to even repeat weeks But at least I kept on going and I was persevering and I was getting out. That was half the battle. Welcome to week two of the Couch to 5K plan. Welcome to week three of the Couch to 5K plan. You've just run for a total of 16 minutes. That's some real progress here, Megan. Congratulations. After tackling the exercise, the next thing I needed to do was tackle calories. I'd cut out a massive amount of calories from taking on dry January and with no hangovers, I'm less likely to lunge for the phone to order a greasy takeaway. And another thing I started doing was bringing packed lunches to work. Now, this isn't a revelation to many people, but for me, it is, you know. 
I used to have the sneering school mentality that packed lunches were just, you know, a bit shit. Why have a doorstop ham sandwich when you could have a meatball marinara toasted on Italian herb and cheese from Subway? Other sandwich shops are available, although they don't do meatball marinaras. But if I was to lose weight, I would have to stop this. I would have to bring my own food to work and start heavily investing in robust Tupperware. I'm being a bit of a lunch wanker this week and I'm going to use the work hob to softly boil some eggs and pop it on toast with smashed avocado. Not guacamole, smashed avocado. I literally don't know what the difference is. I've got a baked potato in the oven with tuna and mayonnaise. Mmm. And in today's box of delights, we have leftover chicken, leftover couscous, and homemade hummus that, in reality, needed more lemon juice, more tahini, and more garlic. But I didn't have any of those in the house. So what we've got, really, is we've got sort of a chickpea and water paste. It's literally the driest meal known to man, with the misery sand, that is, couscous. And after making all these changes and having a bit of a mixed bag when it came to packed lunches, the pounds started falling off. I'd lost half a stone by the middle of January. I was under 18 stone for the first time in four years. My scales stopped juddering at the maximum weight. It was all going so well. But there was one little thing that niggled. A fat man's calorific itch that really needed to be scratched. Okay, so it's six o'clock on a Thursday in January and it's a cold, damp, miserable night. I've got a 90-minute drive back to my home in South Yorkshire from my offices in Leicester and I make this three-hour journey every day. And at this point in an evening, I'm fed up, I'm hungry, there's only so many times that you can listen to Michael Bublé's or everything on my on Magic Radio before you end up wanting to shoot yourself. And I want to fill that void, both the physical void of being hungry and also just the void of being bored. I want to get some fast food. I pass, and I know this because I've counted, three McDonald's, two KFCs and two Burger Kings on my way home and it's just so easy to go in and order you know a Big Mac meal and in my head I'm trying to justify to myself well you've been good all day if you don't have the chocolate milkshake it'll be all right don't order the cheeseburger chaser and it's practically a normal dinner but it's a slippery slope for me once I break that seal I think that it's going to be very hard for me to get back to losing weight. And I don't want to just sort of give up. Uh, and, and, you know, I've got 90 minutes before I'm sat at home in front of the telly with my fiance eating dinner. And I've got to break the cycle of 29 years. I've got to not give in, although every single part of me just wants to drive into tip shelf services and grab a Big Mac or even a Happy Meal. Surely, surely a Happy Meal would be okay. That's it's a children's meal. I needed to not sleep drive into a drive-through, so I messaged my friend and confidant Adam. 
Where is Regan? He's on the M1 somewhere, but where, we don't know. He'll have to tell us. Where are you, Regan? Where are you on the M1? Actually, I'm not on the M1. I'm on the M18. Just um, the, the, an arterial motorway that goes towards Doncaster. Uh, now that I live in the north, I no longer call it Doncaster. I call it Doncaster. I'm just about to get off at Junction 1 for Overham. Uh, I am six minutes away from home and I am looking forward to... Ooh, I might, I might go and buy myself a sparkling water. Uh, basically, my mission is to weigh less at 30 than I did at 20. At 20, I believe I weighed about 16 and a half stone. I would like to weigh less than that. That's in seven months' time. Well, less than seven months' time. Six and a half months' time. I want to, I want to end this decade of life fitter than I was coming into it. <laughs> oh, it's very, it's, it's good to be ambitious. The 31 days of January were long, hard, and because of sobriety, quite boring. But as the end of January loomed, the chubby devil on my shoulder had stopped trying to coerce me into bargain bucket meals. And by the 31st of January, I'd got down to 17 stone, eight pounds. That was nearly a stone in a month. But then came the 1st of February. Oh, well, I'm really fucking hungover. Yes, it's, that's almost like a, a warning. You've ended dry January. Don't do what I do. I won't. That's a fucking lie. I'm going to be hungover to shit tomorrow. Morning. Morning. The 2nd of February was a hangover for the ages, and with it, it awakened the beast. The next six weeks were spent visiting every drive through on the M1. I became such a regular at the tip shelf services McDonald's. One night, the cashier said, the usual, and before you ask, the usual was a large chicken legend meal with a chocolate milkshake and a double cheeseburger chaser. I'd nearly put on all the weight I'd lost. I couldn't break the cycle. But by mid-March, my futile attempts to lose weight and my aspirations of producing a niche podcast were no longer a priority. All non-essential contact and travel should stop now, says the Prime Minister, as he urges people to work from home and avoid pubs, clubs. Run Fat Boy Run was written, presented and edited by me, Alex Regan. Please like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to find out more about my weight loss journey, please follow me on Twitter at Regan underscore Alex.